Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. Isaiah 6 verse 8. Welcome to the Driven by Purpose podcast where Jesus is our center. We discuss all things related to self-love, a healthy relationship with Christ, breaking generational ties, traits of a godly woman slash man and so much more join me for this podcast and you will leave convicted and most importantly forever changed hello 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 everyone or should i say hello party people mercy i am so excited so hyped so pumped y'all already know those are like my go-to words (laughs) mercy um, but hold on, let's comment real quick. First of all, let's just give glory to God. Number one, let's give glory to God firstly, because of the changes that are happening within this podcast. As y'all can hear, we have a more official intro finally to the glory of God. Your girl also to the glory of God. God gifted your girl with a microphone. So your girl is official. Okay. Okay. We leveling up. All right. God is doing such dynamic things with this podcast. And I'm so excited for what he has in store for this podcast. So I just firstly also, once again, just want to give glory to God. I want to thank God because he's been so faithful and he's allowed so many people to be blessed by this podcast. I still get DMs till this day about this podcast, but y'all still fake because y'all don't leave a lot of reviews. Like how y'all going to be telling me how great it is and how it's blessing you, but you're not leaving enough reviews or you're not telling your cousin, your mama, your sister, and your brother. Anyways, side eye, side eye, bombastic side eye for those of y'all who know the tiktok y'all know if y'all don't go on tiktok find the sound (laughs) nevertheless mercy for real so let's get into why we're here which is the topic of this podcast so the topic for today is how god the story of how god told me to drop my situationship now quick story before we get into the story for real so this episode was actually supposed to drop on valentine's day it was supposed to be a valentine's day special you know talking about relationships on valentine's day comforting the single sisters and stuff like that providing encouragement um but life really got to your girl school work everything so your girl was everywhere but that's not an excuse because i should never be too busy for the things of god which is exactly why we're back it again with another episode so i'm praying that this even though it's not a valentine's day special i'm praying that this episode still blesses and touches so many hearts and souls today amen so to give some context okay before we actually get into the real story this story took place years ago so for those of y'all who come here for tea and for gossip mercy on you mercy if that's you if that's you go and repent if that's not you and you just came to just be blessed by my words thank you amen god bless you but yes i just want to give that context this story happened a few years ago um so it's not current but it's still very 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 relevant i feel like the topic is still very important which is why i wanted to shed light on it um okay so let's get right into it so to give further context about this story so as y'all know i rededicated my life to christ when i was about 16 or 17 years old around that time i believe um but before that you know i had two yeah yeah boyfriends in high school i cannot lie two yeah yeah boyfriends all right but when i rededicated my life to christ i became so on fire for the things of god you know i my whole picture 
the whole picture in my mind about dating completely changed. I didn't want to just date to date like how the world did does it and still and did it before back then. But I wanted to date intentionally, especially after I gave my life back to Christ. And God was just giving me revelation about my past relationships that I had and situationships. But anyways, y'all know how it be, right? So for me, like I said, in high school, rededicate my life to Christ, whatever. And then I went into college. And while I was still in high school, I was completely unconcerned about relationships. For those of my fresh babes in Christ, like those people who just gave their life to Christ, if y'all know, y'all know. Like when you first give your life to Christ, it's like, I don't know. It's like <laughs> the world is so new because you're a new creature. So it's like you don't really care about anything aside from Jesus. But then it's like after like a little year or so, if you're not careful, you'll backslide. Or if you're not careful, the enemy will try and put like thoughts into your head about like the world and how you should go back and all these other things. So anyways, y'all know um, Cinderella stories or maybe not even Cinderella stories. But on TV, a lot of girls, they meet the love of their life when they're in college, right? Y'all know how it goes, especially like loving basketball. Actually, loving basketball happened in high school, but y'all still get what I mean. Like those TV shows, those movies, Cinderella stories, the way that it typically goes is a girl goes to college. She meets the love of her life by the second semester of her freshman year in some bogus introductory class, and they spend the rest of their years in college madly, madly in love. And they get married right after, they have a few kids, and they live happily ever after. So when I got to college, so after, to kind of put a timeline out there, like I said, 16 to 17, rededicate my life to Christ. Um, For that whole year, it was just really me and Jesus. I didn't even really care about anything for real. And then when I got to college, granted, my eyes were still on Jesus, but I think like the chutzpah or the, the craze of being in college and quote unquote, living your best life and, you know, partying and stuff, even though I didn't even really get a chance to party, but I guess the the talk of all these college things like college dating and stuff like that it kind of got into my head so i kind of wanted that i wanted to meet my husband okay when i was in college i was like yeah i want to meet him so when i came to orientation for college i was scouting i can't lie i was scouting but i ain't see anyone cute at the time but i'll actually never forget i'll never forget First semester, I believe it was maybe three to four weeks in. So this was way after orientation. Nobody was cute at orientation. I was like, you know what? Forget this. Maybe he's not here. I went to a city school anyway. So I was like, you know what? Maybe it's the the city. Like, uh, maybe it's not given. So anyways, I kind of took my eyes off of that. But three to four weeks in, I was on the phone. Let me paint the scene for y'all. I was on the phone. I'm going to tell y'all how we met. I was on the phone. I was walking to go meet my bestie at the time to have lunch. And I saw these two boys, right? One who was tall and he was foink. Okay, y'all remember how on TV or TV or them black movies, they used to be like someone was foink. That boy was foink. He was anointed and appointed in handsomeness, okay? But I kept walking and talking, right? Like I said, it was two of them. One of them, he was foink, but the other one, he was like, yeah. <laughs> no shade, but he was there. And then anyways, I kept walking and talking, walking and talking to my bestie. And then all of a sudden, while I'm walking, I hear an excuse me, right? And next thing you know, when I turn around, when you know, when I when I put my my wig, like my little curly wig behind my ears, and I turn around to see who's trying to talk to me, I see lo and behold, it's this foreign man, and he's asking me where a certain hall is, or whatever. And he's explaining like this is first, it's his first day, and he's lost, and he needs direction. 
So I'm like, all right, bet. So I answered. I pretty much showed him, like, I pointed in the direction because we weren't that far from the hall. So I pointed in the direction. I'm like, hey, you just go this way. You take this turn, blah, blah, blah. You're going to get there. So he was like, bet. And then he asked me a question. He was like, by the way, where are you off to? And I told him, I told him I was going to hang out with BSU, which is like the Black Student Union. And I was going to go to the specific room to hang out with everyone. And then he asked me to tag along. So that was where it all began. I really wanted to just kind of paint the picture with y'all. As y'all can see, it was kind of like a cutesy story. And this is how the devil gets us. Because literally, that story, I can't lie, when I was in college, and when I first met this guy, I was like, yeah, he got to be my husband because this is the perfect Cinderella story. This is how I would have loved to meet my husband. So this is perfect. And that's how the devil tries to get us. This is even how it happens in movies. Like y'all know the movies where the girl drops the textbooks or she runs into a guy, suddenly drops her textbooks. And then before you know it, they're like they gaze and they fall in love and then they're dating and married and all that stuff. So literally, this was the perfect scene for, for me at the time. And I just wanted to paint that out ever so quickly. Now, and coincidentally, coincidentally, um, I found out actually that we were in one specific class together. We were both psychology majors and we were in one specific class together, which was actually the class that we had after lunch. So we walked together to class. And from that day, from that day, me and this guy, we became friends, which later advanced. Um, but nevertheless, we're going to we're going to get there. So we began, we became friends. We began studying. He began driving me home sometimes. We had classes together, all of this stuff. Now, before any of you people come and try and think and be having your mind in the gutter, I beg, I beg, we do not do that thing, okay? We do not do the sex, okay? For anybody who, who's having that ring of question, it did not go there. But like I said, we're going to get into like how our friendship turned into a situationship. But anyways, no shame to anyone who might have engaged in that. I just want to really make sure I'm being very, very clear. And as I stated before, this happened a bit ago. But anyways, let's get to the important factor. So me and this boy, you know, we were studying together. We were really becoming very, very close. And before you know it, he admitted to me that he had feelings for me at the time. And I can't lie. Like I said, he was fine. He was caring. He was loving. He was a very, very, very nice guy. And I want to emphasize that. A nice guy a respectful guy i never felt uncomfortable i never really felt pressured with certain things at that time so he was what i thought to be like the perfect guy at that time but i want to obviously i'm going to explain like how god told me to drop the situation shit but as the story goes along i kind of want to drop a few lessons and a few red flags that came up so let's get to the big important red flag um so firstly, me and this young man, we were actually unequally yoked. To kind of paint the picture, this young man, I'm not going to state where he was from because number one is not really important. Number two, I don't want to give away for those who like know us or knew us in college. I don't want to give too much prayer. But to kind of break it off or to kind of explain, his dad was Muslim and his mom was Christian. And at the time, he was going through like this quote unquote spiritual awakening and he wasn't sure what he wanted to like devote himself to. But at the time, he was thinking that he wanted to become a Muslim. So first things first, we were completely unequally yoked. And y'all know what the word says. And we're going to get into what the word says. Um, and I quickly also want to highlight that the media portrays to us especially as black women that as long as a, a guy is good to you and as long as he treats you well 
that that's all that matters when looking or when desiring to get into a relationship. The media says as long as he buys you flowers, as long as he opens doors for you, as long as he's caring, as long as he's gentle, as long as he's sweet, then all of a sudden he's a godsend. But especially within the media, we don't regard the God factor. People say you should marry someone simply on the grounds that a person is nice and caring within that moment. And granted, I'm not saying you should come and marry someone who's just strict and just mean and things like that. But especially in the world, I mean, I granted there are some standards, but we have to think about it like this, especially if we are not only just black women or women of color, or even if you're a white woman, whatever it may be, not only are we women, but we are Christian women. So our standards cannot mimic the standards of the world. So someone just being nice and buying us flowers and doing all these things that the media says are cool, granted, they may that may be awesome, but it's not the standard because it doesn't match God's standard for us. But this is not a bashing session just to just to say this is meant to be a lesson to other ladies, even to, to myself. And I just like to reflect on stuff like this because I feel like the Holy Spirit was showing me that many women are in situations like this, even right now, or they're with guys and stuff like that. And like God is saying no, but they just don't know how to get out of it because they're with someone who is so nice, even though they know God hasn't really approved it. So to kind of get into the word, 2 Corinthians 6 verse 14 says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership can righteousness have with wickedness? Or what fellowship does light have with darkness? That's to kind of continue on the story. So like I said, this man was great, but it does not take away from the truth of the matter that if a man is not submitted to Christ, he cannot lead you. I didn't say if he was submitted to God because a lot of people have submitted themselves to lowercase g's. Let's get that straight. A lot of people, I'm going to say it again, they have submitted themselves to lowercase g's of other religions. And it's no shade to anyone, but it's simply stating the truth. If he is not submitted to Christ, to Christ specifically, one day he can be good and maybe another day he can mistreat you. Or what if, what happens if a major life crisis happens? You will have to stand alone in the place of prayer when the man is supposed to be the head of the family. And don't even debate me on that part, guys. Like, I know the whole feminist movement and amen, hallelujah to all y'all. But we're not even going to debate with that part because it's simply the word of God. A man is supposed to lead and be the head of the family. But it's like, how can he lead you if he is not completely submitted to Christ? So anyways, continuing on the story. Like I said, this man was good. I can even recall um, being so head over heels for him when I was in college that I can recall even asking my mom at one point, like, mommy, how would you feel if I married a Muslim? That's how interesting in this guy was. That's how great he treated me. But I cannot lie. This young man quenched my fire for God. And I feel like that's very important to mention. So the thing about being with an unbeliever, right, is that because they're not submitted to Christ, because their identity is not rooted in Christ, many of times like what you, and it's not to say you can't have fun with your significant other. It's not to say that you can't engage in activities because y'all know I like to be outside. I like to go to museums. I like to live my best life. But as a Christian in that same breath, you can do that. You can enjoy your life. You can live your best life in Christ. But a big part of living your best life 
goes back to living it in Christ. And that person should motivate you to seek the word, to seek God, to even read the word of God and to engage in things that glorify and magnify God. However, it's like when you're with a person who is not dedicated to Christ, they cannot dare even motivate you to do those things because they themselves are not even engaged in those things, period. So when I say he quenched my fire for God, we were, or should I say, I was distracted, so focused on, oh, like we want to talk at this time. Oh, we want to study. Oh, we want to do this or, oh, we want to do that. And granted, we were, like I stated before, we weren't doing anything bad. But when somebody is drawing you further and further away from Christ, that is not good. Another thing ever so quickly that I want to mention is that we have to be careful as believers because the enemy knows our type. Like, let's be for real. You think that the devil doesn't know that you like a man who is tall, dark, with a nice beard, with this, with that. The enemy knows. He's not going to bring no person where you think who you think is ugly. Like, no, he's going to bring someone. He's going to package them up perfectly so that you can fall and so that you can make a bad mistake and so that you can't walk and even have the kingdom marriage that God envisioned you to have. Um, so that's the part that is annoying and granted going back to like the whole thing of standards It's not to say that god doesn't want us to enjoy the flowers and to enjoy the love and the attention In fact, I do believe that god wants us to be taken care of as women Who are in christ, but I feel like also what's really important is god does care about our spiritual life Because god knows that when we are close to god and when we keep god in the center Of our relationships and of our future marriages. That's how they can essentially thrive Nevertheless and to also kind of go further into how this guy um, Kind of quenched my fire for god and didn't push me closer to christ. So around that time I just started this podcast. So this was in college y'all yeah for those of y'all who know, for the old chief, the old chief who know when I had the janky music, when the sound was messed up, your girl ain't have no microphone. Your girl had the ugliest cover ever that your girl got from clip art or where was it? Pinterest, something like that. Got the ugly, like the ugly. Okay. <laughs> for those of y'all who remember, I think it was my first episode where like the AC was running in the background, y'all. I was a, <laughs> it was a mess. It was a mess. Um, it was so janky back then. But I just started. I had a lot of fire. I had a lot of passion for it. You know, we weren't doing this fine, fine girl stuff that we're doing now. But to God be the glory. God was keeping us at that time. However, um, when I first started that pod or this podcast, I remember telling him about it. And I'm like, oh, you should check out my podcast. Like, I'm really passionate about it. I love it. Da -da -da -da. And he was delaying. He was delaying. As soon as I mentioned that it was about like Christ, he was like, yeah, 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 I'll get to it. Mind you, if I told this guy, oh, I want this or I want to do this or I want to do, he would be so quick, so quick to do it for me, to help me with something, to find a way to do this. However, when it came to just simply playing my podcast episode that somehow, some way was about God, he wasn't interested suddenly, right? That within itself is a red flag, right? So nevertheless, um, I kind of, I didn't give him slack for it, but I just kind of told him how I felt about it. I'm like, I really wish like you would check out my podcast. And when I did talk to him about it, he eventually did, I think that same night. And when he was telling me about what he got from the episode, you would think that someone who's listening to an episode, granted back then my episodes were probably like 20, 30 minutes long, but you would think that somebody would comment on, okay, I love that you said this, or I love that you brought up that point. 
No. Firstly, this young man, he was into music. So he was a musician at that time. So he, he played different instruments. He was also trying to um, rap on the side. Grant said he was going to school for something, but he was rapping on the side. Anyways, yes, SoundCloud. Yes, yes, it was SoundCloud. Okay. Side eye to me. But mercy, we have moved on to bigger and better. Amen. Amen. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. He was into music and you would think that he would comment on what was really important. But the first thing that his attention was drawn to or the main thing that he talked about was, wow, I really like the song choices that you picked. And that was it. He didn't mention any part of my message. He didn't mention anything that I said that was striking. He literally just talked about music the whole time. And granted to me, it wasn't a red flag at this time. However, now as I was like preparing for this episode, the Lord highlighted that to me because this essentially is my ministry. This is the way that not only do I like share the word of God with people, but this is what God, this is the gift that God has given me my voice and when you are with a person and they cannot respect and cannot acknowledge or even honor the grace that god has given you and even motivate you to go deeper then that's a red flag within itself when they're pushing you further away or when they're not even supporting you because one thing about it if you really like someone and they're not supporting what you love if you're not careful, you'll be discouraged and you'll be like, mm, maybe I shouldn't really go after this. Granted, that wasn't my thoughts or those weren't my sentiments, but having someone that supports you fully and completely in a godly relationship is very important. Anyways, a few weeks after that, I suddenly felt this conviction to let him go. Now, granted, it was not from a place of malice about the whole podcast thing. Like I said, um, I didn't even think too deeply about it. I just thought it was weird but then I just let it go but I think maybe it was like two or three weeks later the holy ghost started convicting your girl the holy at that time I just started attending a new church I was very close to my pastor and I was really starting to get closer to God and get more serious with God um so my convictions y'all know how that goes once you get closer to God them convictions really start hitting so that conviction to let him go um, just came suddenly and before I knew it, it became very, very, very strong. Granted, I don't remember how God spoke to me specifically, but I remember all I know is that he did and he was serious. And I remember God kept confirming it like, let him go, let him go, let him go. And I remember God just speaking to me over and over again. And one thing at one point, the only thing that God was saying to me was to be obedient to the word that he has given me about this guy by letting him go. Because God was showing me and talking to me and explaining that if I did, there would be a great, great reward and I would be able to save myself from something, right? And it got to a point, everywhere I went, I would, I would be on the bus. I would be passing a billboard and all it said was obedience. I would, I, I was very heavily into listening to podcasts at that time. And I remember one day I was on my way to work and I wanted to listen to a podcast. And the first little, little did I know the first episode that pops up on my screen was literally titled obedience. So everywhere I went, God was speaking and confirming how I needed to be obedient with letting him go and i remember four to six weeks before i let him go because granted it was a process even though god spoke to me it was hard to let him go 
But anyways, four to six weeks before I let him go, there was a sermon from Pastor Michael Todd from Transformation Church. And for those of y'all who are in them toxic relationships, toxic friendships, whatever it may be, even at a toxic job, whatever it is, there was one um, video sermon that he made and it's called, Does It Need to End? And I remember when I saw that pop up on my feed, I did not click on that sermon for weeks because I knew that that sermon would be a yes. It would it would be the answer of yes to all the questions that I had. Like, God, should I really let him go? Should I should I really just let it go just like that? It would be the yes to all of my questions. And also it would just simply confirm what I knew all along. And I didn't want that at the time. So nevertheless, we we're going forward and suddenly weeks later okay after the conviction got so strong and it was just eating your girl up i was like you know what i just can't do this anymore and i told some of my friends back then that you know that i knew um in college some of them thought i was dumb all right because like i said this man was fine he was tall he was dark beautiful hair um loving respectful he 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 was in school too it wasn't like he wasn't doing anything in his life granted the whole soundcloud thing was dead but <laughs> he was doing something with his life so I looked crazy, to say the least. I looked crazy. But what caused me to eventually end it was I clicked on the Does It Need to End sermon by Pastor Michael Todd. And I kid you all not, when I finished watching that episode, I wept. Okay? Do y'all know what it means to weep? Mercy, I wept. And I didn't weep because I was like so sad and heartbroken and did it. I wept because God spoke to me and I knew it the whole time. And I was more so upset with myself that I allowed conviction to eat me up so much and that I prioritized someone so much that I was willing to be disobedient to God. So in fact, it made me feel sick to my stomach at the time and it made me angry and I just wept and Within that moment of me like weeping about it and stuff, I was like, you know what? It has to end. I, I said it out loud. I'm like, I got to do this. So I picked up my phone. Hopefully this story is engaging for y'all. Hopefully it like got y'all at the edge of y'all seats. Amen. Amen. So I picked up my phone and I was about to text him. I was creating this long paragraph explaining everything. And another thing too is sometimes we try and explain spiritual things to carnal beings and that it just will never make sense. I just want to point that out. Explaining spiritual matters to carnal beings, when doing that, you will always be deemed as a fool. You will always be looked down upon because it's like, how are you making such a rash decision just because God told you to? But I promise you, brother or sister, if you're making a decision because God told you to do something, it's not dumb. It's not stupid. God will reward you. Anyways, let's keep it going. So I was writing this long paragraph, long paragraph, basically explaining like what I felt God was telling me. And even me, like as I was writing it at the time, I felt like it, it, it wasn't going to make sense to him. I knew it. But anyways, I was still writing it. And here is how the devil is a that's a stinking liar. Because listen, who, when I finished watching the sermon, I'm literally rethinking everything. And it's just crazy how crazy the devil is. So, so I finished watching the sermon around 10 p.m right and mind you this guy um two hours before that he we were on the phone actually two hours before that we were on the phone and he was telling me how he was gonna go to bed because he had a really long day and he was just so tired and he was gonna talk to me tomorrow right so typically when he would sleep he would just sleep for the whole night he wouldn't he wasn't the type to kind of like wake up and like text or any of that anyways right as i was typing this long 
message. Suddenly, out of nowhere, he calls me. He calls me and he states, and I quote loosely, I don't remember how exactly he said it, but he said something along the lines of something woke me up. He said something woke me up and I guarantee you that wasn't God, but let's keep it moving. He said something woke me up and he said that he felt something was wrong or something was going wrong and he wanted to call me to make sure everything was okay. Ain't that the devil, brothers and sisters, ain't that the devil? The devil is a, is a liar. He's a liar because the devil knew that I was finally going to fall, follow through with what God told me to do. And instantly he found a way to place a trap. So anyways, the guy was saying that he wanted to check on me. And basically after, after me lying at the time, I'm like, oh, I'm fine. Uh, I was trying to get him off the phone because I didn't, I'm not really a conference or I, before I wasn't really a confrontational person. So I didn't want to talk about it on the phone. So I was like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And I was trying to get him off the phone. And I'll never forget, he kept just basically affirming that he cared for me so deeply and he really enjoyed the time that he spent with me. All these things, because the devil's a lie. The devil knows that sometimes us as humans, we are masters of the sense realm. And when I say sense realm, like we're so big on our feelings, we're so big on our emotions, we're so big on, on touch, we're so big on like literally all the things that we can feel, the things that we can touch, the things that we can taste, we're so big on those things. And sometimes we're not as spiritual. And the devil knew that by him saying like he cares about me and all this stuff, it was going to make me get emotional, right? But to God be the glory, I cut the conversation and I texted him minutes later and I told him. I, I told him, I'm like, we got to break it off. I can't do this anymore. I feel convicted, blah, 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 blah. blah. And he, repl I, it was a long, 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 long paragraph. And he replied back in probably three sentences. And I remember when he replied back in three sentences, I'm like, wow, he really doesn't care. I mean, later on, he did explain that he was so heartbroken that he didn't even want to respond and that he didn't even want to put it to words. He just had to say something quick and just go. And I felt bad for that. Um, but it was a hard choice that I had to make. But now that I'm here three years later, I've learned a whole lot of things and I've gotten so many revelations from this situation. And this episode essentially really is for those girls who may be in those situationships. And granted, it may not be a toxic situationship. It may not be that. Cause like this, this was not a toxic situationship. This guy wanted to be with me. He told me many times that he wanted me to be his girlfriend, but I was like, mm, I'm not really ready. I'm not really ready for that because I had the mindset that I only want to be in a relationship, a committed relationship with my future husband. So I had to know, okay, if I'm going to say, yes, I will date you, that we will be together till kingdom come. And with him, I knew already that that was, it was not, that was not what it was given. So I was like, why am I even gonna waste my time? But of course I still liked his company. So that's why I, I essentially kept around the situation. But nevertheless, to kind of get into the few things that I learned from this situation, First things first, obedience is better than sacrifice. We hear that all the time. Um, even in 1 Samuel 15, verse 22, it says, but Samuel replied, what is more pleasing to the Lord, um, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? So obedience really is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering. That's what was also kind of talked about um, in the Bible. But the thing is that I really do want to point out is that what God tells you to do, it will not 
be easy. It literally will not be easy. And also it may not be understood by other people. Because um, as I stated earlier, when I was telling some people that I knew in college, they were like, girl, why are you breaking up with him again? Or why are you cutting on this situation? It doesn't even make any sense because God told you to do that. Like people were just like, man, are you sure you're hearing God? Like sometimes people will even question you. Are you sure you're hearing from God? Is it really even that deep? Is it really even that serious? But another point that I do want to share is that when God tells you to do something, or when God calls you to do something, it is often not a conference call. It's not. And what does that mean? It means that God will often tell you to do something alone. And what you may see is that people around you may reject you or persecute you because they were not the ones who heard it. Why? Because God called you alone and he told you alone. So for that very reason, there will be people who may not understand why you have to make quote unquote rash decisions, but it's because you are deadly committed to God. And sometimes that will be misunderstood by many people. Matthew 5 verse 10 um, to 12, it says, God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right for the kingdom of God, sorry, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. I can recall walking around my, around my campus and people looking at me all types of way. Um, and like I said, even me, myself, I felt stupid at the time. Especially there was this one day, I can't lie. I think it was like two months later and I was chilling. I was living my best life. You know, I was over it. And I was walking with my best friend at the time. And then I just see him and I hadn't seen him in a long time. And I saw him out of nowhere and he had a fresh haircut. And he had his outfit on. He got a new phone. Like everything was looking good. You can't lie. So I was like, wait, God, did you really speak to me? But God was like, girl, you know, I spoke to you. <laughs> God was like, you know, I spoke to you. Um, but nevertheless, really quickly before I share the other things that I learned from this story, I do want to mention also that sometimes God will tell you to do stuff and he won't tell you why because he's testing your trust. He's testing the trust that you have in him. Um, because when God told me to, to cut this situation ship off with this guy, God didn't give me a reason. God didn't say what would happen if I continue. God didn't say this. God didn't say that. God just said, break it off. That's it. That's the only instruction I'm giving you. I'm not explaining X, Y, and Z. Just trust me. And it was hard because I'm like, God, wait, what's, what's the reason? What's the reason? I was like, what really is the reason? But here, let me tell you three, three years and some change later. Ooh, actually, it's just three years only. Three years later, I got the reason. And I'm going to share it with you all. So about two months ago, I spoke with my friend. Um, and my friend actually still attends um, the college that I went to. As y'all know, I graduated 2021 with my bachelor's in psychology, period. And my friend, um, she still goes to that school. And I remember that she told me, she was like, I saw her the other day and she was like, hey girl. And I'm like, hey girl. And then like, we was just catching up and stuff like that. And you know, she has so many great positions at our old college. And I was just like congratulating her for everything. And she was like, girl, you would never believe who I saw the other day. And I'm like, who? I'm like, who did you see? And she was like, Let, let's just give him a name. Let's give like YouTube story time vibes. Let's just call him Jay. She's like, girl, I saw Jay. And I'm like, oh, shoot, you saw Jay. She's like, yeah, I saw Jay. And she's like, you, you would never believe what happened to Jay. 
And unfortunately, I, I, I'm not happy to report stuff like this because it's, it's not funny or it's not a joy to share. But unfortunately, um, he had gotten like laced. I believe he got laced with like drugs. And he's like, unfortunately, in the process of like losing his mind. I'm not going to go into like further details, but I'm just going to say that surf like and just be as real and honest. She explained that he really is losing his mind, unfortunately. Um, and a few other people that I talked to, talk to from, from college, they also did tell me that. I don't know why everybody wants to come and tell me like what's going on, but unfortunately that's what's going on. And I just have to say, like I said, I'm not making jests of this. It's not meant to be tea time and stuff like that. It's just to drive it home. And I feel like God allowed me to share this because usually I'm not the type to share things like this, but I feel like God is letting me share this because it just shows, imagine God forbid if I would have stayed. At that moment, I looked dumb. At that moment, I looked crazy. Um, but it's just like, God doesn't tell you to do stuff just to do stuff. Like, God won't tell you to leave something just to, just to leave something. He tells you to leave something because he's trying to protect you. And no matter how dumb you may look, no matter how stupid you may look to people and it's hard. And even I'm still speaking to myself because there are things that even God still tells me to this day to do. And it's like, those things look crazy. But at the end of the day, we have to have crazy faith and we have to stay obedient to the voice of God, even though it's hard. Like there are even things, or like I said, there are things, there are people um, that God is telling me to let go of presently. Um, but I tug, I tug, but then I realize at the same time, I realize that the other side of my obedience is the fulfillment of God's promises for me. The other side of my obedience is me entering into that land flowing with milk and honey. The other side of my obedience is, or are those green pastures that I so desperately want to enter into. Same thing with you. The other side of our obedience literally is walking in the things that God has told us about for years on end. But the other side of disobedience, it's mercy. I'm not even gonna mention it, but y'all know, y'all know. The next point that I wanna get into ever so quickly is don't just go through trials or hardships, but go, grow through it. I feel like y'all probably getting tired of me saying that. I feel like I probably said that in maybe my past episodes. But hey, it's true. Um, James 1 verse 2 says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. How can you grow? How can you become that prosperous CPO? How can you become that impactful woman of God? How can you become that, that wife who is, ha who is living in um, that godly marriage or who has um, a godly marriage with beautiful kids who are serving the Lord also, how can you get to that without trial? How can you appreciate it without sometimes going through the mess of life? Even if you notice many Christian women, before they break through, um, they go through some things, whether it's a death, whether it's a, it's a bad relationship. I've seen different women. They went through domestic violence situations. They've had to be in relationships where they think it's it, but God out of nowhere tells them to let it go because he has something better. Um, but those same things that they go through are the very things that God gives them as a platform, a platform to touch and to bless nations. Even with this story. Um, 
this is a story that many people, many people can possibly relate to where it's like, there's a perfect guy. There's quote unquote, perfect guy. There's a nice guy, a, a sweet guy, a loving guy. And he may have X, Y, and Z. He may check and tick all these little boxes, but then God may just very well say no. Um, and this is just your, 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 your friendly reminder to just let it go. Like whether it's a job, whether it's a friend, whether it's a, um, a situationship or relationship, whether it's an opportunity that you know that it's not going to serve you, just let it go. Just leave it. I know it's hard. Like I said, God's telling me to do some crazy things and have crazy faith. And I still, and I'm going to say it again, I still tug because it's still hard. Sometimes even us, we know that God can be trusted, but it still doesn't take away from the fact that when you see this very thing, you can't comprehend that there can be something better than that. You can't comprehend that God can bless you and, and double your portion. It's, it's hard to actually comprehend that. And like I said, even me, myself, I'd be like, God, how, how, how can you go bigger than this? How can you go harder than this? But God is calling us to trust him in this season. The next point that I have is even if, oh, and this one is going to hit some people. It's going to hit some people because it hit me before. It hit me before. Okay. Even if a person is Christian, that doesn't mean that they are your husband either, sis. Or that doesn't mean that that's your wife either, bro. Just because he or she is in the church don't mean y'all equally yoked either. I remember like, you know, earlier I was talking about being equally yoked. Sometimes we think it's only confined um, to like being Christian. There are a lot of people, they think like, okay, as long as you're Christian, all right, let's go. Let's get married. Let's just do it. But there's so much more to being equally yoked. And also... Like, just because someone's in the church, that doesn't mean that that person will have the ability to partner with you in this thing called life. There are sometimes wolves in the church as well that can portray themselves as sheep, or there are even people who are genuinely, maybe just good people, just good people, but they're not right for you. There are good people, but not right for your destiny, for your purpose, for your ministry, whatever it may be. They're good, but not right catch that and i keep emphasizing it because it's so true um they are anointed but they're not appointed to be your person i'm going to say it again they are anointed but not appointed to be your person and i know that's a news flash for some people um but i feel like sometimes even um in relationships we can demonize people because they weren't right for us so we go around saying all these bad things about them all because it just didn't work out but like i said with this guy that i'm talking about there was nothing wrong with him he was caring he was loving he helped me in certain situations um we were able to study together he was very motivational when it came to my education he respected me um he honored me in other areas but just spiritually which is what also matters in a relationship and what also matters as a believer that was completely absent and i can't afford and you can't afford either to live in a relationship or to be in a relationship where god is not the center okay um but going back to my point we don't have to demonize people just because they're not right for us they can genuinely be kind people right and as i said before he wanted to commit and all these things but God simply said that he was not the person for me. My next point, this is my second to last point. 
a person doesn't have to do something wrong to be wrong for you. Now, granted, I'm not trying to just say catchy things to say catchy things, but I pray that y'all are for real catching the revelation. Someone doesn't have to do something wrong to be wrong for you. You don't have to wait till someone slaps you. You don't have to wait until someone cheats on you. You don't have to wait until such a crazy, disgusting, heart-wrenching um, situation happens before you leave. You don't have to wait. All you have to wait for is the go from God. Once God says go and dip, dip. And granted, I also do want to um, like bring light to this too. It it may not happen immediately. Granted, delayed obedience is still disobedience. We got to be honest about that. But as young Christians, I want to acknowledge that it's hard. I feel like sometimes people just say, just leave, just leave, just go, just go. And granted, I get it. A lot of people, they say that with good measure. And they say it to be, try and be helpful. But a lot of people don't realize how hard it is to actually do that. Granted, I left that situationship last time. Um, I left that four to six weeks after. I'm not saying that was right, but that was my realistic timeline at that point. Granted, I wish I left earlier, um, but that's the time that I left. And I want to just bring light to that because it sometimes is really hard and I never want to just say things for the sake of just saying them, but I want to be relatable and that's why I try and be vulnerable and real as the Holy Spirit leads and share that it can be hard to leave situations, especially if you've gotten to know someone and love someone and I mean, granted, I ain't love a guy, but maybe in your situation, maybe you've loved someone really, really hard and God is just telling you to just go and it's really hard. So I just want to acknowledge that it's hard and I get it. Now, um, my last lesson, and then I'm just going to leave you all off with this note. For all of y'all who say it's not that serious in terms of Christian dating. Oh, just date around. Oh, it's not that serious. It's not that serious. It actually is. It's that serious. Who you date, it's that serious. Who you marry, it's that serious. Who you decide to do life with, it's that serious. It is that serious. <laughs> um. I feel like even this has been a note that I've had to say to myself um, because sometimes even before in the past too, before, like, especially as I, be, as I rededicated my life to Christ and became new in Christ, you know, everybody's like so hyper-focused on marriage and finding their person and stuff like that. And especially when we find someone who's just Christian, we think, okay, we've hit the jackpot. Yes, they're Christian. Let's just go with it. But I just want to say, be careful with casually dating or talking to people just for the sake of them being Christian go to God to check because not everyone who calls themselves a Christian, in fact, is a Christian or going back to my previous points, just because someone's a Christian doesn't mean that, okay, you guys are a match made in heaven. So I wanted to bring light to that. Um, and yeah, ultimately there may be that Christian girl or guy out there who's believing that it's not that deep, but once again, it is. People sometimes they stay in these certain situation, situationships, relationships, whatever it may be, and unthinkable things happen. But I feel like sometimes even why God shows me like why I need to go to God for every single decision and step in my life is so that I won't have to have a cause for regret. Granted, I love sharing these stories, but if y'all notice, many of the stories are shared from, they happened years ago. And granted, it's not to say I still don't make mistakes because I do still make mistakes. I do. I, I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I'll admit I'm a sinner. I still make mistakes. But it's just to say that um, God can really sometimes save us from a lot of heartache, a lot of pain, a lot of disappointment when we just obey. 
um, which is still really, really hard. So that's pretty much it, y'all. That is the story of how God told me to drop my situationship. And also those are the lessons um, that I've learned from that situation. And I do also want to mention it before we end off this podcast episode, I do want to say, I don't just, as I stated before, kind of a little bit, but I want to go deeper. I don't just share things for the sake of sharing things. I don't just open up life lessons and stories. First of all, I don't share everything because I decided to use wisdom and prudence and I try to go to God about what I should talk about. So that's for one. I don't just talk just to talk. I try and use wisdom when approaching these type of situations. But I share because God has given me the revelation that a lot of people, they find solace and they find comfort in me discussing things like this. So I don't just share for tea or for gossip. I share so that you guys can be blessed um, and touched, convicted if need be. Um, and so that ultimately my podcast can glorify God. So I pray that this episode was glory, glorifying God. I pray that God is pleased. I pray that someone was touched. Someone was convicted. Someone got the message that they need to go into their week. If this message blessed you, please, please don't be selfish. We've said it before. Don't be selfish. Tell a brother, sister, mother, um, anyone, um, put a review also put a review. If this podcast episode has blessed you stop just emailing me and, and DMing me and stuff like that. Y'all put that review. Amen. And amen. And also I did want to share just because I feel convicted and the Lord is like enough is enough. Okay. It was the singleness with purpose episode definitely did numbers. So it's just to say not only because it did numbers, but I feel like God is definitely convicting me and releasing me to share a part two for that episode. So that will be released in due time. I don't know when, whenever the Lord says go, by God's grace, I'll obey and just go. But yes, definitely watch out for that, everyone. And I just want to say God bless you all. Thank you so much for sharing. I mean, sorry, mercy. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. But that's just your warning or that's just your reminder to share this podcast um so god bless you all and sayla wait don't go just yet i wanted to give you all a chance to give your life to christ or to rededicate it if you have not already some of us we grew up in the church or around the church but have not verbally confessed jesus as our savior so i want to give you all the chance right now to give your life to christ or for those of us who may have grown up in the church but we may have been falling short in our walk with god or become a tad bit lukewarm so repeat after me lord god please forgive me for my sins i believe that you sent your son jesus to die on the cross for my sins i believe that you love me i believe in my heart that you are who you say you are you are the son of God. I confess with my mouth that I am a sinner. I accept you as my Lord and my savior. Please cleanse me and create in me a clean heart, O oh God. I do believe that you are my savior and I now want to live my life for you as my Lord and my God. I know that I have eternal life in you because of the work you did on Calvary's cross for me. Thank you, God, in Jesus' name, amen. And that's it. You're on the Lord's side. God bless you. A party is happening right now in heaven over your soul. Continue to walk in the ways of the Lord. Pray earnestly. Seek him and also continue tuning into this podcast. If it has blessed you, tell a friend to tell a friend. Leave a review and God bless you.